0: It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement program and is perfect for the ADHD brain.
1: And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S-O-B-E-R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast.
2: When something sets me off, like a, a drinking dream or a bad night's sleep, I try and see it for what it is, So rather than trying to fight it and think, oh God, oh God, this is awful, I feel terrible, it's reminded me of when I used to drink and then that reminds me of when I made a complete fool of myself. I try and rem- be kinder to myself and think, look, I endured a lot of trauma. I think of that black, black smudge over hmm. my the timeline of my life um, and how big it is and how much of my life it took over and how hard it was and how amazing I was to overcome it so I try and turn it around and think it's okay to feel a bit traumatised right now I know why it is it's because this such such and such has triggered me but I'm in a different place now Um, so that's a little bit like I have put for my next point, which is kind of the same thing. Which is, you know, talk through the reality of this situation. So I am, um, you know, I feel this way um, because that has triggered me from something from my past. But I'm not living in my past. I'm a different person now. Um, and you know, if you need to make lifestyle changes, do that. You know, do things you have to do. go camping. You know, don't go camping too far from home so you can go home and get a good night's sleep. Make those changes to avoid those triggers if you know they're going to happen. Uh, as I said earlier one of my biggest ones is feeling overwhelmed and then suddenly feeling, oh God, I feel like I, you know, I used to when I had a hangover. Happens a lot to me. So I, uh, I I then drop something in my life. I go through all the different elements of my life. And I think, okay, because you know, I do charity work, I've dropped one of those shifts recently because I was feeling overwhelmed
1: and starting to feel really bad and horrible Yeah, again. so you're, you're sort of managing your life in a better way yeah. to avoid these triggers.
2: Yeah, definitely. And that, I mean, that's just a small thing, dropping a shift um, at a charity job. But, you you know, if you didn't need to do bigger things do them I mean some people probably have to move houses they have to ditch their husbands and things like that yeah massive things that's quite a good idea
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh you can't possibly
2: (laughs) (laughs) Freedom.
1: <laughs> Imagine me walking into the sunset. Who would look
2: after the kids when yeah, you go home would? for that sleep in your <laughs> comfy bed if you've ditched your husband? I don't know, i will be off. i will be in another country by <laughs> okay, then. Okay, see ya. Yeah, bye. Bad luck. Can I just tell you from someone who's been there, it does not work no, like okay, that. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you have to accept that getting sober is a whole new way of life um, and I've kind of Vic and I have both put very similar ones down haven't we I'm um, saying this so embrace new people and embrace new places like we were just saying that don't have the horrible reminders but yeah accept that it's a new way of life and change your life accordingly and, and also get help if you need to if you're really struggling and you're, you're finding that you're being triggered several times each day and it's taking you back remember it is a form of PTSD go and get some professional help from your doctor find somebody you can talk to um, even mention it on a sober group and see how other people have worked through it but know that you are worthy of help
1: yeah so I think as well I'm just going to confirm pretty much what you've said Lucy these triggers they are memories they're memories of our past that kind of creep up behind us and tap us on the shoulder. And the only way to deal with them is to sort of retrain your brain into recognizing them for what they are. And therapy will definitely help with that. Um, and it does, I think there's a really good message here is that it does get better the further along you go, because the you start to recognize the places and people and things that make you feel anxious and you're capable of managing, like we just said, and working out what sets you off and what doesn't and that's really helpful the longer you go in your sobriety I think if you keep having relapses along the line I don't think it would be as easy to recognize the Mm. triggers but if you keep on one solid stretch of sobriety it will be easier for you to to comprehend when it's happening and how to avoid it Um, so yeah as your attitude to alcohol changes you do too um I think in those moments as well, you've got to remember the outcome of drinking, the reality of it, the vomit and the anxiety. You need to breathe, take a moment and let the feeling pass through your body. Feel it, let it go, put the fucking kettle on. So what mm. we always say is like sit within that moment, feel the feels and then go and put the kettle on and have a cup of tea and just be proud of yourself that you didn't reach for a drink. You're not quitting booze. As Lucy said, this is a whole new way of life. Everything will be changing. So don't expect things to ever be the same. Don't expect to enjoy a festival again. I mean, mm. you could probably on some level enjoy it, but it's never going to be the same as it was before. Um, you don't have to be the same you. You don't have to be that just a hat wearing weirdo with saucer <laughs> eyes <laughs> leaping around in a field. You can be someone else. Um, you've done that behaviour. It's trying to try something new. So it's time to be the sober you, which which is hard sometimes. That's what we're talking about today. It is hard being sober sometimes and it is hard to accept these moments in life where you feel like drinking or you feel like you remember what happened to your PTSD from drinking. But its it does get easier. It definitely gets easier.
2: I mean, uh, uh, and I think after that, you know, first three months, you get triggered a lot. And when you said about putting the kettle on, I mean, in the first three months, I can remember just sitting in a silent room, just thinking, I just, I, I, I don't like how I feel. It's just horrible. Um, and, you know, I don't know what to do with myself because I was so used to reaching for the drink. Mm-hmm. You just have to let that moment pass.
1: And it will pass. Mm. And it will pass much quicker than you imagine
2: it passing. Mm. And remember that the triggers will keep coming and you keep dealing with them the same way. If they still keep coming, you might need to make some bigger changes and you might need to get some professional help to get through them. But they do become less and less. Look at my drinking dreams, which I was having every single night. And now I have about once a week. But what could I do? They just kept coming. Mm. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, you had one of my drinking dreams. I think you actually started dreaming that I'd started drinking. Yes, I
1: had terrible dreams about you starting drinking. Not me. It was I'd wake up and think, oh, my God, Lucy's drinking again. And I'd wake up with palpitations and think, oh, God, how awful that would be.
2: Yeah, because I, and I think cause I'd kept telling you about my drinking dreams, yeah. and so I'd passed it on to you. And
1: then I dressed. <laughs> you worked in the poo factory as well. Did no, you did, really?
2: really. <laughs> oh, I wanted to. As long as, I just don't know if it's human poo. I don't know <laughs> no. if I want to work there. It I don't was, know if it, I want a job. Anyway, we've. Got, <laughs> anyway. I don't want a job at the Poo Factory then. Anyway, we've got some tips (laughs) moving on from the Poo Factory. It's such
1: an intellectual podcast. (laughs) It's like we're really
2: going off on some, we're giving some really good advice, and then suddenly the Poo Factory comes up (laughs) or something
1: like that. Yeah, sorry, everybody. (laughs) That's just our weird brains doing weird things. (laughs) Tips and takeaway. Consider tracking and analysing your urges to drink for a couple of weeks. It's a really good idea. So Mm. make a diary of what sets you off, all of these things that we've talked about. This will help you become more aware of when and how you experience urges and flashbacks, what triggers them and ways to control them. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um,
2: And as much as we wish we could completely forget our disgraceful drinking years altogether, they are always part of us. In fact, it's possible that your least finest drinking moments are what pushed you towards getting sober. Learn to live with the past and continue to learn from it rather than attempting to block it out altogether.
1: Know that if, like Lucy and I, your failed quest for moderation or sobriety went on for a large percentage of your lifetime, then you have endured a very traumatic experience. You have every right to feel upset, wobbly and angry about it, even when you're comfortably sober. I guess what we're saying is, be kind to yourself. Yes, always, always.
2: When something happens that triggers you and reminds you of your days of debauchery, try to spin your thinking about it. So, for example, if you're tired and it reminds you of a hangover, focus on how wonderful it is that you actually don't have a hangover. You're simply tired and tomorrow will be another bright day and not day two of a whopper three-day hangover.
1: God, they were the worst. Yeah, and I they? mean, I say
2: three days, but they often went on yeah. longer.
1: They went on until I drank again. Yeah. yeah,
2: which was what, like two hours? Yeah, not long after.
1: <laughs> Couldn't face it. If you are being triggered a lot and finding it hard to move on, maybe it's time to make some more significant life changes to your life. You could join a sober group, find a new interest, look for a new job, find a new husband, for example. <laughs> Sorry, John, I'm only joking. Have you got some problems? No, you I'm only joking. Talk I'm joking. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. No. Once you're sober, you're in control and you have the power to make great things happen in your world. Talk to others about your
2: feelings. Vic and I have found this topic around trauma of drinking is rarely discussed. We often message one another if we have sober hangovers as we know the other will totally get how we feel. If you don't have a fellow sober buddy on hand, head to Vic's Facebook group called Drunk Mummy Sober Mummy The Group and share how you feel. We are all ears. Oh yes,
1: we love a good we love a good rant on there with oh,
2: each yes. other, don't we? Well, yes, when we love, we love to, yeah we yes, love supportive to go, oh, a supportive Yeah, yeah rant. Well, I yeah. get
1: that. I feel like that as well. Yeah. yeah. Remember, you have endured a lot, and no one expects no one's expects you to do this alone. If your drunken past is coming back to haunt you and it's bringing you down, seek help. Book an appointment with your GP. Find a professional you can talk to. But know you are worthy of support.
2: Dealing with and experiencing triggers and memories of our drinking days are part of recovery, so don't feel bad about them. It's your body doing what it remembers, what it's designed to do. In fact, I think, Vic, you've got a quote about
1: this. Yes, I've got a good one this week. Avoiding your triggers isn't healing. Healing happens when you're triggered and you're able to move through the pain, the pattern and the story, and you will walk your way to a different ending.
2: Search Therapy Works now, wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode.
0: Hold up.
1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores.
0: We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah.
1: Are, there, are there bad bookstores? Probably ones with moody, moody oh, sellers. Oh yeah, really yeah.
0: depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yeah, good.
1: Yeah. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made
0: it into the goodies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audio book will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry and cringe and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think?